We just take things for granted. When you are researching, usually the intellect as part of our reasoning, part of the body of a human being, we must be serious researchers. How many of us choose to take a chapati? We find on the road. Well, well, who made it? Where is it made? What is the healthy condition of the younger man or young girl who is making the food we are eating? The handling, the wrapping. Oh, you like a Rolex? Make me Rolex and so forth. Just everything we go so quickly. So the intellect must search. Then when you begin to do this and you're staying with your relatives, they begin to say you are very what? You are very demanding. Because we say we need a cook. Uh-huh. What is the so the cook must come with the uh, medical report. How many of us employ maids in our homes, in our parents employ maids? And ask them they must come with a medical report. Do we do? We just tell our relative, please get me a girl in the village. What if the girl you're bringing is sick and is going to make her children sick? And then the end you begin to say, you sent that person to me, but did we put enough condition? You made a choice you wanted uh, whatever the things you choose. So in any choices we make, ask yourself, do I have enough knowledge about the object of the entity I'm engaging with? The people I'm engaging with, do I have enough knowledge? Okay. Here we put it to that level to push you. In not in all cases you look for the knowledge you want. You are going to see. And then you find that when you are blaming people, because you may not search entirely for all the knowledge you are looking for all the time. Here in our notes we call it level of freedom or the degree of freedom and responsibility. At times we are not fully informed of all the choices we make. We take them for the surface value. And we give what we call the benefit of a doubt that things will be okay. In Uganda, they call it I don't know everything, but I want this brand new car. But I don't know. Do we know how the car of the engine works? Or do we look at the body of the car? Ah, this is a new model. New model of a car. 
How many people with their big money go and just buy a model? How durable is it? It has not been tested. For me, if I were to buy a car, I had my money, I would just go for at least the cars which have been tested for years, like the Land Rover. That all the type of the whatever, the prediction, whatever, those have been tested for years. I wouldn't go for just models. Do you know how the engine works? The fuel consumption and the whatever. We may not know. After then buying it, problems begin to arise. He made a right choice, but with minimal information. And that's why the danger is. So, as much as possible, let us use our reasoning part to help us in this area. Mainly, search for the knowledge of the object you want to engage with. Make sure you have at least more than 60% of the information. Then you say you are going to be a very, very serial actor in this world. Yes, that's why I don't enjoy gambling whether money you will win or Arsenal. I'm not in charge of the football match of Arsenal money you. Even if they lose, I lose little in me. Hey, on a Saturday, was it Saturday? Hey? Hey, yes. I don't lose much. And I don't bet. I just can't enjoy the game if I want. I'm not a player of Arsenal. I'm not a player of money. How can I invest my money to do the betting, whether it is going to be under, over, one goal? Or... <laughs> eh? We have lost money in that kind of stuff. So I'm talking about our actions every day. You made a choice to come to class. This is Christopher phoned me. He's very, very tactical. He makes sure he will not enter the class. And he is aware I'm coming. And he informs me. Then he informs you. He searches for knowledge. Should we come and just put our rest of our time in the class that when we are father is not coming? Christopher makes sure. Mm -mm. Before I waste my time to take the first step to enter a class. I have to get to make sure. Is he coming or not? Then I make a choice to come or not, or not to come. This is where the challenge is for all of us as human beings. And the all those things we are going to do in the future and we have ever done. Look at the things I've done. Actually, what we have to know, some, not everything you are going to choose. I always tell people, but when I have the ability to choose, choose with knowledge, informed choice, we call it. You never chose your parents. Neither did I choose mine. Sorry, I don't do it. I never chose which clan to be born in. 
by good luck or bad luck, I was born. I was born. I never chose who are going to be my sisters and my brothers. My parents brought them in into my life. Some are bad and some are easy. So I never chose which tribe to belong to. Neither did I ever choose to be in Uganda, but at least I made one choice in my life and associate with the Kenyans more easily than Ugandans at times in some of my life, part of my life. God gave me the ability to make a choice to be in Kenya and enjoy it, and enjoy being with them. So at least there are many choices. I can be here, I can be there. So at least, but other things I've never chosen. You never, I didn't choose the Nasari school where I went to. Neither the primary school. I started choosing maybe, uh, yes, after P7. Then I chose to go to the seminar. I was given a school. Are you going to interpret SS or Nyinga Seminary? I told my father, I'm going to the seminary. And the choice I made has made me what I am up to today. That is the choice I made after P7. I'm going to the seminary. On the stage, I was in the seminary. I said, I'm going out of the seminary. After four years of being there, my father said, it's your choice. I went out, told the bishop, I'm going out. I'll come back when I want, when things are ready. And that's what I did. So I became a professional, working as a civil servant. I made a choice to go back. And I'm there. And I was away. I didn't want to make a choice to become a priest who is not a professional. By 1980, some priests were not thinking about it. But for me, the spirit of the stubbornness helped me. I said, ah, ah, can't please myself. A priest who is just begging money from people. Ah, 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 ah. You stand there, please fundraise for me this. For this. Ah, I'm not that kind. I said, that's not going to be my business. I'm too shy to stand there to ask for money. I have to be professional. Choice. And the choice I made as a boy is a choice I'm toying with. It may not be perfect, but I'm toying with it. I'm carrying it with all old age. That's what means that. I made somebody to research as a boy, I saw. How some priests who are not professionals are miserable. I engaged with the missionary priests who are professionals. They were never miserable. They were always busy teaching and doing this and that. Now, when you choose to be at the university at this time, you have researched and continue researching how you remake yourself. Things may not be always perfect. You may have what I call the blind spot in your choices. But then you own it. Say, I'm the one who made this choice with its burdens. I carry it on. Or I won't beat because new information has come. Always expect that in any choice you have made, there will be time when new information will resurface. 
And when the new information surfaces, you continue to reconsider and then make again what you call an attestation, a choice within the choice. That's why we talk about degrees or levels of freedom and responsibility. With the intellect, as we search for knowledge, we recognize there's a time. We say that we must be attentive to get the true knowledge. Or when you are distracted, we don't have true knowledge. And that if we don't have true knowledge, to affect, we make a, a choice which is not well informed. But all is all in all is about the human act. Are you in revere, knowledgeable? Are you fully aware that you are the one making the choice, not anybody? And then I'm free. That is ignorance. There are times when people are ignorant. This may affect the rational part of the free act or the human act. Ignorance will affect our ability to know more. What kind of ignorance we talk about? There are things we never know. When I'm choosing to become a Christian, I don't know where I will be posted. I never knew that I had been in Suri. I knew I was in Suri as a student sometime. But I didn't know. I didn't know that I'd end up being here. I went and made a choice. I didn't know that I'm going to be here for more than 15 years, which I've been here so far. But now I feel more confident than before that I have to make a new choice. When you stay in a place for more than 15 years, you become too much comfortable. I have to make a choice which is radical to make something, to move to another direction. Otherwise, become too local and too contented. So one stage or the other, when they say you are transferred, I have no problem. Because that would be the best way to be challenging in a new stress setting. But I was not, I, was, I didn't know how many years I would spend here. I was ignorant. But if at least for you, you are aware. You are going to complete your course in three years. Is it true? At least. But the date you complete, you don't know because you are not the determinant. The graduation day, you don't know. Do you know it? At least that you don't know. That's why I call some aspects. At least you know you will graduate if things go well. But the graduation day, you don't know. But you can plan accordingly. So that's what, as regards the graduation day, where you have graduation, you don't know. Therefore, you are not fully responsible for the graduation day of your degree. Provided you do your coursework very well, the authority will set their graduation day. That's what we call levels of freedom and response. There are things you are fully responsible for. You have searched, you have known, you are fully aware about them, and there are things you leave others. That's why, when you are not in leadership at times, 
Let things be. Don't kill yourself with things you're not supposed to research on. You're not the one making decisions on. Don't have unceasingly nights beginning to search where you can't have answers. Therefore, there is a times that doesn't deter us, but you have to look for knowledge. Somebody should not tell you today, please carry this luggage and take it there. What am I carrying? That's why when you are traveling on there and uh, traveling uh, by plane, we are, we are, they asked you a question. Did you pack your suitcase? Ah, yes, yes, okay. Then the policeman begins to search. If they find their bag and other items we are not supposed to carry, said, Did you pack your suitcase? Yes. Did you pack your suitcase? Were you aware in the parking process? Were you the one parking it? Anything they find which is offensive and is not acceptable to be carried and with these drugs, you'll be charged fully. Because in the case you did not pack the bag yourself, then they say, one of your relatives must have left you pack this bag, but it has items, but you are responsible because you are done with the bag, is yours. But may not be, when you go to the court, you argue it out and they listen you are charged because you didn't pack the, the what? The, the bag yourself. Here I'll give an example. If somebody in the post office, you are calling him letters. Yeah, we don't have that experience here. Our post office, you go and pick things from there. In the Western world, a mailman, every morning, letters are dropped on people's addresses. And Uganda, with its Islamic, we uh, have Islam area tendencies. Our streets are not even marked. We don't know which street is which. Houses are not marked. You see how we, we are still struggling uh, to make a modern state, cities and villages. There, every house is marked. If it is demolished, they say a number so was demolished. And what went with it? The document in the archives. That house was demolished. This number. So mailmen come following the, the what? The numbers on people's houses are put. But now if somebody is carrying a bomb and it was packed by the, those who sent luggage, that's when you are sending the luggage from the post office or DHL. Give us the details of the things we are carrying and give us your contact. And where we are taking it, then we can trace you. That means fully aware of what they are carrying. So that is one of the things we talk about, ignorance. Now, the what we call invincible ignorance and invincible ignorance. We saw those terms in your notes. Yeah? I'm asking, but have you been reading the notes? Uh -huh. You saw these terms. Invincible and then invincible. 
Because any, any new, any new uh, course you take has different terms. The English, which is normal. This one, in this book, cannot be overcome. So when some things you may not know, and you are carrying them, like some person coming, you just carried a person who didn't know what is in it. You had no ability to decipher, to find out that information. So they lessened the charge for you who has been carried. Because you had invincible ignorance. But invincible ignorance, this you had the ability to overcome it, but you are lazy, or you panicked, or you rushed to make a choice. So there you are, reminded always, search for information. That's why in Africa, and the, not in Africa, but just a marriage situation, just even the university, you searched enough for this university before you came. You made some research. But you may not have researched on the students. What? Did you, uh, Christopher, or anybody else, did you look into the students' uh, uh, regulations before you applied? You see now. You are ignorant about the students' regulations. Your interest was the course you wanted to do. You had the amount of money and everything, you admitted, and da, 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 da. Did you know you are going to do IDS case? But you see now, he landed badly. He didn't know that. You had your particular post you wanted to do. But then you know that in this university, a package deals, you have a philosophy of this university. And one of them is to prepare, to nurture. Hmm? Professionals who are well prepared, professional and ethically prepared. So that ethics is a tiresome course to do, but it must be done because we need future responsible people who are using their reasoning part searching for information of the things they engage with and make right choices. Even if they made choices which are hard, actually when you're making a choice, and this is about putting one of shoes and whatever, but most of the choices you make are very hard choices in life. And hard choices in life involves looking for information. And involves the sacrifice. When you're making a choice means that the rest are are left out and you forge, you focus on what is necessary. Now, that was hidden about it. Now, as people get married, when you get people get married, do you know how many children they are going to have? Do you know that the wife will ever become a narrow or get twins? What if, the, what if the twins come? I have my cousin's sister. She remained, she got married. She remained without children. She was born in 1972. And now, 72 there, since she was born around that time, 72, 74. 
Now, 74 to 2000, that is about 26 years. Is it true? From 74 to 2000. That is 26 years. Simple mathematics. Then, so now, from there, only in the last three years, she managed to get children. So she was able, she lived for 43 years without a child. And when she became pregnant, she didn't know she was going to have quadruplets. She gave birth to four at once. Good enough, she was in America. She came back here to get some herb medication, traditional herbs and whatever. She went back to America. She delivered her four quadrants. God blessed her with all of them alive for children. Now they are three years old. Now, was she aware that having lived for 43 years, she would get quadrants? Now, should it be a burden with her husband say, You woman, what have you brought us in this home? Now we have all the money to care for this fact this time. They could have loved it too, as if they are in the Western world. God said, I give you four. That, that is invisible, you know? There are things we are not aware of. They come. Sickness. May come any time in this way, you know. If you don't call, it doesn't come. You know. This way, you know. And there, then, so you are blamed the less. Here, what you are trying to say, or you are responsible less when you have this. Here, when you are supposed to know and work about it, and you need to work about it, you are charged. Your mother told you, you will see if you continue to be like that. She saw the indicators. So these are important things. That's why the judges are using this. And also, you as a person, as an administrator, when you go to judge a person, use this model we are having here about degree of responsibility and freedom. How much this person was free? Instead of just saying, you are like that. We make those statements to our relatives, to our children, and to many people. But when we start, we have this, I've studied it. In any case of what has happened, in the, when somebody has acted, be lenient and bring this knowledge in the discussion. How much knowledge were you aware that when you travel at night, you meet this danger? And if they warned you that on this road at night is not so comfortable, use a border border once you come in here. Go to Kasatino, go there, but after nine and onwards, though you pretend that there are watchmen there at that gate, but the minimal will help you when you are being attacked. Even those in the Savio, they are concerned with their premises. So make sure this 
Then, that is another aspect about the searching for knowledge, prejudice, where people have made opinions about things with with insufficient ground, without sufficient information or ground about people's religion, race, and so forth. You have to be very careful in these cases which are going on. How are we sure that the problems we have and bombs we have in Uganda are caused by Muslims? Some Muslims. I'm not sure about that. Because I've not seen any research which has come up. And for me as an intellectual, I'm free to continue my doubts. And I can't apportion blame on Muslims. Because I know this country had a lot of wounded things. Wounded. And the majority in this country are Christians. Therefore, the wounds we are going through cannot be attributed to Muslims. We are the cause with the Christians. They are the majority of the wounds we are struggling with. We can't then simply be prejudiced on religion as the cause of things. Uh, that is cheap research. I don't buy it until you convince me 100%. Uh, so that is, so I can't say they were they are responsible. Fear is another thing that can help, can make people when they are anticipating danger and so forth, people are unable to get information or to act. This can lessen people's way, can cause anxiety, ability to research for the true knowledge. So there again, we need to look into that when you are making. So, on the level of the intellect, here, you find that there are things that lessen responsibility or make somebody fully responsible. Are we together? I want to move on now. On the wheel, when you are making a choice, what can affect your choice? The degree of your choice, what can give it the strength or lesson that the choice you have made would have been otherwise if you had which have not been coerced or been strained. One of them is passion. I gave an example last time. If I step on Christopher's uh, foot, he may slap me. And they say, hey, hi, hi, hi. has Christopher slapped the lecturer? Oh, that is no more. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. The other starts now. Which we are teaching that is a eventuality accident. It's not something new. Have my friend, he was a student here, told him, hey, when you go to teach, be ready. You'll be beaten one day. So a young man left here, was going to teach. And uh, as I was in the class, I always fear people have uh, their challenges. Be careful always. 
People wake up with their problems. Make sure they, they don't bring you into your life when they wake up. So this young man had repeated the senior form, and this teacher of a computer was telling him, uh, was teaching, and the boy was stubborn. And the boy was stubborn. He told him, out. Out of my class. The boy refused. I'm saying out of my class. Now, the boy, he came, tactically. He didn't want to pass in the middle. So he, 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 he pretended he was passing behind the teacher. And then, ha, he just he put him down. The whole class, They cheered. Now this man is called and said, Father, they're beating me. The boy, the student has put me down and the whole class is cheering. He said, yes, I told you, be careful. What can I do? I went to the staff, they're sidelining with the boy. I said, pack up your things and come home. The student is your customer, and you have been paid by the money they get from the students. Could they sacrifice the student? Whatever the case was, maybe not was that right way. But now, what that young man did to this teacher, the, he was angry while chasing out of the class. And it was very intentional. We call it premeditated anger act. So the boy got angry. If he got angry and he came, when he got angry, eh, immediately what he did, could we say, we call did he, did he take it? A week to think about it. Eh? Did the boy intend when he was leaving home that when the teacher comes in, he was going to put him down? No. no. This was what this was spontaneous. Spontaneous. Out of my class, this angry, then what can I do? to impress the class that I'm in charge, not him. And then he comes and puts him down, and the hey, man has been, the whole class cheers. So when we are judging that action, that anger, where the young man, was the younger man is thinking irrationally? Was he thinking irrationally? Was he? Was it reasoning right? No. But he had anger. And we call that one antecedent passion. It was so spontaneous that he put the teacher down. Maybe he might have regretted why he even put the teacher down. There are things we do because somebody has annoyed us. And we again, we do them 
when you are doing your set a confident, but when you go back to ourselves, begin to realize, was I supposed to do this in this situation? Could I have done otherwise? And that's what happens. And we call it antecedent passion. That's, you know, driving me, which makes me do things and eventually I regret. You get annoyed. You smash the cups. You get annoyed, you smash the cups. You get annoyed with administration, Makerere style. You go on a rampage eating people's chapati in the streets. That they used to do. Now they at least these years of Corona, they are not there. Those things are not happening. If an incident has happened about administrative issues, where is the connection with the mandazi or whatever of a vendor? And you are a learned person, Makerere student. You are rioting. And then you are hitting that. Black life matter. They have killed one of the blacks in America. Yes. You go on rampage. But then you, you root the property of a poor man from Sudan, a refugee who has established his computer shop. You take all the computers of a black man, and you're a black man, and you say black life matter. Yeah. Only then who have killed matters for a Sudanese whose property you're taking doesn't matter. What is your cause? Emotion. How emotional do we act without reasoning what will be the end result of the things we do? That can happen. And people regret. Somebody just tells you you are stupid. You begin beating. What times we are stupid? In English, they don't say you are stupid, actually. They say, we have done a stupid thing. And in reality, when you begin to analyze what you have done, that your action may not be expected from you. But here, anybody can use that word the way they want. So here, we are reminded that in the choices we make, because by slapping, by taking people's things because you annoy it, by kicking, pouring water on people, whatever they may, may be, which happens spontaneously, is not a good choice you have made. You have acted in anger. You have chosen to act in It's not acceptable. Then, there are things we do. I step on him. Then I say, then he waits for me. That after class, he regarded a pig, a stick. He beat me up. And time, the priest in the seminary was disturbing a young man. Information. Then the young man was told, you are going to go home. But the young man said, before I have to beat this priest, may I fear students at times, he waited at the right time 
when they are having the morning prayers, how the brothers are having the morning prayers there before Mass. It's beginning with the prayers and then the time for meditation. Okay? Meditation. You know about meditation? Yes. You sit there by yourself. You begin to think about what have I done today? What should I have done today? What have I failed to do today? What, how can I change the way I do things? Little few people have that. Few people have that time, but you know, people in the East, they have the yoga, whatever, those meditation, in the Hinduism, Buddhism, but also in Christianity it is there. Never finish the day without thinking, how has the day gone? The Jesuits call it examination of conscience. You go and examine yourself. Is this the way I have spent my day? Or has something gone wrong? How can I have a better day tomorrow? Now, the priest, so after prayers, they were there and they was busy meditating. He didn't know that this young man had planned the day before and even he got his stick ready that after prayers, as everybody was meditating, and the priest always is sitting behind those information in the floor. He, he went out to three. He came back. And the priest was meditating, and this man started, Shah! I beat him and beat him. Everybody saw, they woke up now with their meditation. Instead of coming to help this man who is being beaten, everybody ran out. That's what you Now, that is premeditated, consequent passion. You brood your anger, your emotion that to an extent you plan everything how you are going to implement it. Because by the time he was annoyed, picks, goes, prepare a stick the day before, after prayers, he goes and picks the stick and comes. Because they had a deep-seated, uh, whatever, uh, biases towards each other. He beats him up. This, do those, don't these things happen in our lives? They do. Now, when you begin to judge the action you have done, the choice you have made, they go to this spring print about, are you really responsible for beating this priest? Yes. It was not just spontaneous emotions that you have a short temper, that you acted like that. No, this one you planned it very well. And people plan. I wait at that time in darkness and I knife him, marry him. They happen. And people go through it. I've been waiting, timing. I'm waiting the day when we have the, the call it what? The um, uh, welcome what the freshers they call them the first years party. When I feel drunk, I throw the bottle towards him. That's already planned. Again, I don't go for many parties because people can people planning parties with their different agendas. So I always be very cautious. And if I'm in a party. I'm there for a short time and I go. That has been my way of doing when I went to Chambo. I could see people. They begin a dance, 
When it reached midnight, Reverend, I always ran away. Because we had this translate. I always ran away. Beyond it to midnight, what happened is confusion. And people ended up with broken whatever tools and whatever. If I just said, that's not my cup of tea. I participate in the first part of the day of the night. The rest is for sleeping. And I made it an imposition up to today. When I have a ceremony at home, we don't go beyond the 10. Huh? People have to sleep. What do you do the whole night? That's whatever. It's enough. Just get a portion and that's all. Anyway, passion, be careful with your uh, emotions. They are good. But at times, they have to be well directed. Otherwise, they can misdirect your choice and you regret. Torture, psychological or physical, can change the choice you make or the statements you make. This one is you are aware about this. You are, if you are, the police takes you, they arrest you, and then they, at times they can put some objects on you. You reach at the police station, make a statement. I'm innocent, okay? If you're innocent, okay? They tell us. They tell you, make a statement. You did this. Now, if we are not able to make it freely, they begin to inflict pain on you. And make it, you begin to make a proclamation, a pronouncement, when you are being taught to each other. You can make it in order to save yourself. So when time comes, you say, I, do, I was under torture. That's why I said ABC. Because according to legal procedures, you have the right to keep quiet. You speak only in front of your lawyer. That should be the right procedure in modern countries. If you don't want to talk to the policeman, you don't talk. Say, I'm not going to talk until my lawyer comes. But in Uganda, I'm not sure. I've not made research in Uganda about that. So, torture. You force somebody to confess what he has not done. So that is listen, one whose ability. Freedom, I was forced to say it in order to save my life. Did you say it? Yes, I said it. Under which condition? False. Therefore, but did you say it? Yes. You are responsible. The words came from your mouth. But I was being paid, they were being pressurizing me. It was too painful that I said it. But you said it, yes. So when they are judging you, they say, all right, you are responsible for saying this. But under these conditions, we charge you this much, this much. Or we take away the charge from you. Force. 
Here you can exert pressure. Whenever force has been used, also responsibility is removed or even lessened or removed. People must consent freely. But whenever you use force, for anybody who understands, must remove. Now, I'm going to use funny examples, but time Z. People are working in bad conditions, harsh conditions, like a case of a rape that happens. People rape others by force. Now, if one becomes pregnant because of a rape, should that child be destroyed or not? I'm not sure. It's not the child's fault. But what can we do in that case? Can we, can we if you are raped and then you are in some conditions, would you keep the child of a, when you are raped and then you keep that child? Yes. Will it be your child? Will a child of your choice? No, no, I'm not talking about religion, but I'm just asking. Yes, I didn't say about child's fault. Children have no faults. Well, we are born. Psychological torture with the mother. In some cases, mothers are encouraged to keep the pregnancy. But if you don't want the child, they give it away. And it's adapted by other people. The sisters of charity have that model in Kenya. They are forced to move their responsibility. You are not, re not responsible now. You are still studying, you are not responsible, and so forth. So, what do you do? Anyway, African setting has different way of approaches to that. So depending on the context in which, but then there's not a child of your job, choice, who comes by force. Uh -huh. What about another case we can deal with? Um, I'm a policeman. I'm said you are going to, I'm a soldier, policeman. We are going for an operation. And the order from above shoots to kill. That's order from above. That happened on the 18th of November last year. Shoot to kill. Whoever gave it, I don't know. Whoever it was given. 
that. Should the soldiers and policemen who shot people at that time, are they responsible? You mean, are you telling me when they said shoot to kill? Was the commander following them one by one to see what happened? Remember the night of Gara from Gango, who was in the poor Gara shot, who was in the poor Gara shot. The lady came from nowhere, found her in her home and she was You mean you don't have ability to think when you're in that operation? To remove the fire from the road, you express your anger as you want. They were not shooting anybody. But make sure the road is back. Were those men not given the same command like others? Well, Really, the officer, one was an officer with his whatever, senior child and whatever. One policeman, two male officers, and they told the youth, you express your anger, but don't block the road. And that's what they were doing. And the youth were trying to get money from the cars which were crossing. Even if you get money from the people, we don't care. But for us, what we want, the road, the road must be better, must be passing. And we are not going to do anything to you. That's what they did. I passed. He passed again. And that's what was going on. Now, I have to be very careful with the issue of force and commands and personal consent. When are you really caught up with the issue of consent? How false is a force that can, that can prevent you not to say no and not to say, I'm not agreeing to this? Or, I'm agreeing to this, but in this mode. So, the question of force. That physical compassion, you know, exerting financial force. You have to be tactical with it. But once it is proven that there was no way otherwise, 
you are terribly forced, there was no way out, you are not responsible. That's why in some cases like the rape, people begin to discuss. Should this child be kept? Should we act? Generally, there are possibilities. After 72 hours, before 72 hours, when you have been raped, you can go to the hospital and they help you out. Is it true? Yes. You go to the hospital and they help you out. They do the cleansing. They stop the conception to take place. It can be done. So don't, if you find yourself forced, some cases, find also tactically to evade. But again, if you are raped, you go clenched, the problem will happen that the rapist was having a disease, HIV, and you didn't know. Then your parents begin to blame you. But been you see, we know. You've been misbehaving. And they don't know under which condition you got the disease. The disease. And they begin to blame you. That's why some people get up committing so suicide. So when you are as a teacher, as an administrator, analyze the conditions which people find themselves. That's why we are studying this thing and I'm dwelling on it. What lessens our responsibility? So, force also lessens, removes totally. What happened to you are not responsible. You get caught up in that situation. As a soldier, you go, and poor soldier at times, they find themselves with commands they cannot handle. I have to be tactical. Then, habit. When you get into some habits of drinking and whatever, and you are warned about that, and we refuse to stop, they say when you drink, don't drive, and then you drive, you cause an accident, you are responsible. So the habits also, we make sure. Okay? So these habits also, we acquire. If you are warned, it becomes a voluntary act. You are drunk, don't drive. I have to go home. We'll get to a driver. There's no driver. If I don't go back, they say, where well, did you stay for the night? All these things are there in life. Therefore, I just beg you that uh, before you apportion any blame to any human being, go through this list of the level of the degree of freedom and responsibility in relation to one's ability to search for knowledge and one's ability to make a choice. At times, if we don't have enough information or the information has been tampered with with one reason of which conditions are the conditions, we lessen the degree of responsibility. People are charged, people are blamed, but with leniency, there's no condemning outright a person 
without going into details of the things which happened. If people, once you are if they provoke you to fight, will you fight? All these people say, she, he provoked me, she provoked me. Will you fight? There was no escape route for you in order not to be caught up in the base. You know, I know the only should escape route for <coughs> people if they accept that it is possible. But you think you also are going to act in the same way? <coughs> the whole thing is about make sure that any action you do becomes your action. That's my appeal. And if the degree of responsibility and freedom is going to be discussed, you'll be able to explain it yourself. You'll defend yourself under these conditions. Either torture, either threats, either passion, or either ignorance, fear prejudices, or I was distracted. As I was driving, I'm, there was a, um, this means I'm driving, distraction. When you are driving, always I'm told, how many cars do we drive, by the way? Well, who, are, who are the drivers here? Are you driver? Eh? You drive. You, who drives? Eh? No! Okay, besides motorcycle. You ride a motorcycle. How many motorcycles are you supposed to ride? Or the motor, motors you are supposed to ride? One. Eh? Ride, okay. In Kenya, we don't ride one. When you are a driver of a car, uh, riding a motorcycle, you drive, you ride six at once. Eh? Six at once. This is yours, you are riding. Uh -huh. You are going this direction. You have a two way. You have, little again, you have a two way. It's not one way. Most of the rights in Uganda is, is two-way. Now, you have the responsibility when you are not distracted to know who is to recognize in the mirror one who is coming after you. Is it true? You have the ability to recognize this one, the speed of one in the front of you. Those are already three. But you are the controller. You have to know the oncoming. This one which are coming this way. Going this way. Those are already four. You must know the car, the cars coming from this junction towards you because they can endanger you. And this one also is yours. That's what we're taught in driving. One, two, three, four, five, six. You are in charge. You. You are the only sober. The rest are distracted and mad. 
you remember his accidents. Then, once you are the one who should be there controlling, you get distracted. Anybody from here, there, there, they can cause you and smash you. An accident happens. How do I, I think it happens in this park. Just, just in the shortest, less than a, even seconds. Accident only happened in a second. But because of the people distract, if it's not a, a failure of an equipment, as we call it, failure of a, an organ or a, a mystery, whatever the vehicle you are driving or motorcycle. The risk is that if people follow this pattern, there will be less accidents. So we drive six of them. So these are the things I wanted to repeat today to emphasize that in life they are very, very important. The human act. It's not a theory only. But is a reality we must think. All whatever we do in our life, make sure you go through that whatever. Hmm? Then, responsibility goes with accountability. What are the difference between responsibility and accountability? You may not have it in your notes there. Talk of responsibility, which have been dealing with in relation to this, but also what we call accounta, accountability. That's a difference. Responsibility is about you. Whatever you do personally. Whatever you do personally is my responsibility. And I'll be judged and I'm culpable for what I've done. And with its all consequences, positive or negative, I can't say it came out of me. It came out of me and it is me who did it. I can deny, I can dance, or whatever. But the whole thing is, who did it? Who said it? They are my response. The degree may vary because the conditions you have seen. But the accountability about delegation. You delegate people. Now, Chisubi has delegated the vice president of the students they elected. You are not there. They elected for you to represent you. Therefore, you must act according to your demands to fulfill his obligations in addition to you as a student because he's a guilty president. As a president of a country must continue to act in addition to the demands of the people Now, in a case, the giddy president is given a credit for what he has done. He's called that it is the president who did this, yes. 
We call him that he's responsible for his actions. But they are accountable to us because he's our delegate. We delegated him. That when he does things wrong, we are accountable. We are accountable. Because he has managed to do things on our behalf. He has not them, them but has them done them badly, then we are not responsible. But to say, who delegated him to do this? Let's do this. Will you be blamed for his mistakes or given a credit for his or whatever? But say, okay. Then, if we are accountable, then they say, hmm, you are the people. You gave him to us. So you are accountable for what he has done. Therefore, be always careful to make those two distinctions between responsibility and accountability. Each of us is responsible for his own actions or her own actions. But also, there are people accountable to us that if we betray their cause, they say, those who delegated him are accountable for what he has done. A head teacher is delegated by the ministry to head the school. If he makes any mess, it is his, or any whatever, it is his responsibility. But those who delegated him also account for his mistakes. He is responsible for his mistakes. And those who did, because maybe they didn't supervise him enough, they didn't guide him enough, they left him so free to do whatever he wants without supervision. This is when we come into when we talk about now uh, of listening to the poor has been apologizing for the mistakes done by the previous by the church in the previous years. Priests, bishops have made their mistakes and the religious. The current bishop apologizes for the mistakes done by the, the previous or current leaders. The Pope has not made a mistake. He's not responsible for those mistakes. But as a leader, because the predecessors delegated these people and gave them power to go and act, and they did not act well. So the church is accountable for the mistakes. I can whether it's in Canada, where children died and were buried in mass graves and so on. So we can't avoid Like now, for example, if your mother or parent or relatives quarrel with your neighbor, are you responsible? No. But are you accountable? Can you apologize to your neighbors 
that I'm, I'm sorry that my mother said all those things to you, but that's not our mentality as children. Can you make a distinction between your mother's statement and yourself? If your mother quarrels with your neighbor, and you also you go on and do the same, your mother will be responsible for what she said and be responsible for what you have said. But be accountable to the mistakes you have done as a home to your neighbors. So generally, you see people at times acknowledging mistakes they have not committed, but the mistakes of their children. I'm sorry, my children mistreated you like that. I'm sorry. I'm accountable for their mistakes. But I'm not responsible. Can we discuss from that point of view? I'm not responsible, but I'm accountable. I did not bring them up well. When I go outside and say, oh, yes, Uganda has mistreated us. We meet Congolese. By the time 1997, when Uganda got involved in the funny things and then they fought in Kisangani, they overthrew Kabira, the other one, they died and so forth. When Nairobi, tension became so terrible between us cannot survive. Ugandans and Congolese could not talk to each other. When the institution, until the rector came and made this distinction, are you responsible for the fighting in Chisangani? He said, no. Then, clear that message. You are not responsible. Are you accountable as the members of these different countries that their armies are fighting? Yes. Mistakes have been done by both. You're accountable because these are your relatives, countrymen. But they don't kill yourself again here. Acknowledge that we are sorry that our brothers are fighting. Why should we fight again? This is that distinction. I'm asking you, did you see that distinction? Do we have this in our families? Where two people in the or different families are fighting over issues and we drag ourselves into the whole fight for no reason. Let the dudes to fight, if they have, let them fight it out themselves. They are responsible for the actions. For us we are accountable because they are related to us. We have delegated them to behave well, they have not behaved. Now, there we should not you know, join them. Our, our issue be that if they represented us very well, we account and we made a good choice to represent us. If they didn't go well, even if we account, we made a wrong choice. Is it possible to make a wrong choice? Those who are shamers. Why don't you respond? You're tired. 
I bring this so much because this is the core of ethics. The core of the problems we are solving. Are you responsible for the poverty in your home? Eh? No. Or for the riches in your home? Have you worked for them? Maybe contributing a bit, but not much. These are for your parents to discuss and so forth. But then, are you accountable for the poverty in your home? Because those who they were dealing, those who brought you up have not worked hard. One time I was telling my friend, oh, you, you know, let us say my father dies and leave us <coughs> renting. And we, are, we don't have any house, which I call today street kids. Oh, people think of street kids as if only those ones in the Kampala. But we have many. If you have not put up a house for the kids you have, already you are leaving them on the street. You know this now. Should the children, are the children responsible for the failure of their parents when not putting up a house? No. Are the children who be accountable? At one stage, they are not the ones. But could they encourage their children, their parents, if they are still alive, to make a choice that would be good for them, if they can, yes. So, when you are making statements about leaders, make this distinction. Their actions, and in relation to the community they are living. They are responsible, and you account as a community who delegated them to lead you. I think that will be enough for today. Uh, on the Thursday, today is Tuesday. On the Thursday, we are going to look at the conscience.